Merkel Media. You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see what I'm lacking to place me? Since I rap in the basement But my come up is legend, is greatness I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal I can never quit now, I will never settle Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like Geppetto We in the same game, but I'm on a different level I passed it, gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket No fake round, but you feeling too plastic Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket Whoa. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be All the haters in heavy rotation You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Run it back nation. It is I, DJ Eastwood, run it back Philly. No frauds, no fanboys, no intros. You know the drill. Hit the like button. Helps me out greatly. It's the only way to push this content through the YouTube algorithm. Being active in the chat and hitting that little like button. Uh, these episodes are available on Apple Podcasts and every other podcast platform you can think of in beautiful mastered audio. Thank you to Merkle Media. So be sure to check it out on any podcast platform, whichever one you use. Most people use Apple Podcasts. Every time I see an iHeartRadio commercial, I think to myself, who uses that? But if you use iHeartRadio, we're over there too. If you use Google Podcasts, is that still a thing? Uh, Yeah. And if you do use Apple Podcasts, I ask you the favor. Please go over to Apple Podcasts, type in Run It Back Philly, and leave me, us, a five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. What else? Buy the merch, the Fire Glenn t-shirt, man. The state of the Philadelphia 76ers right now is going to buy him some more time, unfortunately. Um, it's just the way that it is. He keeps getting off the hook. You know, we were really close. We were really close to getting Glenn Rivers up out of here. and. Joel Embiid went super scion for a 60-point quadruple-double and saved Doc's job. Now, you know, with a couple of big games coming up, uh, the bench comes back without Tyrese Maxey and beats the Milwaukee Bucks, which was unexpected. Didn't see that coming. Um I guess you got to give credit to Doc Rivers, right? I always say he doesn't coach up. I always say in a situation where you need him to be creative, you need him to out-coach the coach on the other side. He beat the Bucs. Maxie went down. He still beat the Bucs. Thinking B dropped 32. Uh, the defense was was crazy in the second half. The best defense we've seen this entire season so far. Um. We got in Giannis's head at the free throw line. And, you know, they pulled that game out. So I uh I gotta I gotta be on both sides here. You know what I mean? I gotta give credit where credit is due. I don't know if it was Doc making those decisions or if it was pressured into, you know, playing Paul Reed on Giannis. I know Doc would have loved to play Trez on Giannis most of the game. He probably would have loved to play George Niang on Giannis. Um, but yeah. Saturday night, uh, no Maxi, no Harden. Um, I didn't watch that game. I was working Saturday night. Woke up the next morning, uh, a little too late, and then the Eagles game came on. So that just that just kind of ran together, and I didn't uh, 
I didn't watch that game. And to be quite honest with you, I had a little bit of trouble caring about it. Um, And I'm going to have trouble caring about these games coming up because we are down and beat also. Uh, Doc Rivers cannot draw up a play. Why call a timeout? Richie MC. So yeah, go, so go ahead and chat and and uh, you know I remember people saying that man. And my weekend was just, you know, I, I don't do this podcast thing full time, unfortunately. So I still got a lot of things going on, um, and I just didn't even didn't even look for that game. Uh, that was a lo- who the hell were we playing on Saturday? Who were we playing, man? Come on, Eastwood. What kind of podcast is this? Um, the Timberwolves. All right. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even check for this game, man. And I was watching NBA games last night. Uh let's see. Just off the box score, we gave up 25 to Anthony Edwards. That's a that's a baller right there. Um D'Angelo Russell shot seven for thirteen for nineteen points. Carl Anthony Towns had twelve. It looks like most of their damage done was by the bench. 40, 57, 67. They only, their starter scored 75 and they had 112. So their bench scored 37 points. Is that what happened? Jalen Noel. Jalen Noel. How Sixers. How Sixers of us to go into a game on a Saturday night and give up 13 points to Jalen Noel off the Timberwolves bench. Bench. Tarian Prince. Uh, N. Reed. Nas Reed. Uh, Kyle Anderson. I thought he was still... I don't even know he was on the Minnesota Timberwolves. But yeah, um, so we gave up uh, a lot of points to a bunch of players that Doc Rivers would never play. In an NBA basketball game. On the other side, uh, Joel dropped 32. Shout out to Shake Milton for stepping up. You know, in a in a game without Maxi, without Harden, without Cork Maz. I know we're down bad when we don't have Cork Maz, you know. <laughs> without Isaiah Joe, he's injured too, right? Oh no. We released him with an open roster spot. Um, shout out to Shake Milton for stepping up and giving you 27 points. Three for five from three. That's impressive for for Shake Milton uh lately because I've been saying his his uh three point shot. I don't know what happened to it. Looks like Markel Fultz when he shoots the ball, so I'm happy he was three for five from three. Um PJ Tucker gave you a big goose egg. 0 for one, five rebounds, one assist, two steals. I mean we didn't really sign P.J. Tucker to be a scorer, but you still want to see him get up more than one field goal. Uh, he should be able to get a couple shots off, right? Just standing in the corner, shooting threes? Man. Our bench, uh, Niang gave you 15 off the bench. That's, that's the best you can ask for Niang. But this team is so depleted right now, we had Doc played uh, basically an eight-man rotation in that game. He played Matisse Thibel for four minutes. Um, I don't know what's up with him. Doc said that he's he wasn't he he was hurt and then he he played him and then he didn't look right, so he took him back out. Like what's what's up with Matisse Thibel? Don't know. Uh, Tobias Harris still has a mysterious injury. We don't know if uh, if that's because he's being traded or not. Hopefully, it means he's being traded. Uh, Montrez Harrell. <laughs> This Niang played 32 minutes, man. Did they give the guy an oxygen mask after the game? Montrez, Paul Reed give you five points. Trez gives you zero rebounds in seven minutes, two turnovers. Um, yeah, so not a good, not a good game from the from the Sixers. Uh, a good game from a couple guys. Good game for Shake Milton. Um, not a good game for the bench and. We gave up like 30-plus points to Minnesota's bench. So there's my recap of the Sixers-Timberwolves game from Saturday night. Now, um, Ben Simmons returns to Philly tomorrow. I was looking forward to this for a long time 
because I think he deserves everything he's about to get when he shows up here. Um, I was anticipating us being uh, at full strength. Obviously, you start the season, you anticipate that your team is going to have all of their players. When you look at the schedule and you say, oh, November 22nd, Ben Simmons returns to Philly. Philly hates him. You know how Philly gets down. Um, and so you're anticipating us having all of our players. So I've been excited about that specific date for a long time, and I, I, I'm glad I didn't schedule anything crazy ahead of time. A couple of days ago, I decided, hey, I'm going to go down to Philly, um, interview some people outside the Wells Fargo Center, talk to them about, you know, are you going to boo Ben Simmons? Do you think he deserves it? Do you think Ben Simmons deserves some forgiveness? Do you feel bad for him? I was going to ask all kinds of crazy questions to real Philly fans. Uh, but unfortunately, we get the news yesterday that Joel Embiid is now out with a sprained foot, uh, apparently, um, and will miss tonight's game and or tomorrow night's game and Wednesday night's game against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, so then I'm like, <laughs> you're telling me, you're telling me that Ben Simmons gets to return to Philly and he gets to play against my Philadelphia 76ers without James Harden to see who won the trade without Tyrese Maxey to see what a real point guard that we got in the draft should play like. And without Joel Embiid, and probably still without Tobias Harris, not that Tobias Harris by himself would make any type of a difference on this uh, on the outcome of this game. But you're telling me Ben Simmons gets to return to Philly and play against the Delaware Bluecoats. I mean, let's be serious, man. He gets to play against Furkan Korkmaz and Michael Scott from the office. Like, that's really what we're talking about here. We might throw in Daryl, you know, from the, from the, from the warehouse. We might throw in Daryl. Maybe he can ball a little bit. This guy actually gets to come in here and play against nobody. So I was like, Daryl. Do I care? I mean, I mean, I just felt like if I go down there, I like there's no hype surrounding the Sixers right now. So it's it's not a good time to act like this game matters or act like, yeah, well, Ben's Ben's coming back and blah, blah, blah. It's like it just took the air out of everything. Uh you know, when we got that news about Joel and B. And I don't know if I like the timing. Because if you want to rest Joel Embiid on back-to-backs, and I know the NBA, now you have to have a reason, so they make up an injury. And you say sprained foot, or maybe he did sprain his foot, I don't know. Uh, but you played him 40 minutes a game over the course of how many games already this season? Several back-to-backs. Games that didn't matter whatsoever. I'm talking about a back-to-back against the Washington Wizards on a Monday and a Tuesday, whatever it was. And you're going to do that to the Philly fans? We've been looking forward to this for how long? You're going to do that to us? You're going to say, you know what, guys? We're going to arrest the big fella on November 22nd. So, yeah, just took the air completely out of me. But speaking of Joel Embiid playing that many minutes, I want to read a comment that I got on a video today that I very much enjoyed, and I would like to share it, and I want to know your opinion on this comment. So let me know in the chat, is this accurate or inaccurate, and why? Here it is. It's from Dry Lice. I have no idea why your name is Dry Lice on YouTube. But anyway, he said, what is happening to Embiid? Maxi and Harden is ir. Okay, here's the grammar's off, so I'm trying to. I messed it up. All right, what's happening to Embiid, Maxi, and Harden is er is eerily similar, and the grammar's not off. I just can't read. All right, let me try again. 
What's happening to Embiid, Maxi, and Harden is eerily similar to what happened to the Clippers when Doc Rivers was there. Doc would overload the stars, minutes, and because of that, they would often get worn down in the season and get injury prone. The Sixers need to get rid of Doc Rivers now because if he stays, we're never going to see this team at full strength for majority of the season. SMFH. So Doc Rivers comes into this season, which was weird, man. You know, the first couple games, he played like an eight-man playoff rotation. Paul Reed was glued to the bench. Matisse Thibel was glued to the bench. Obviously, Isaiah Joe and and, and Charles Bassey, um, then they got released. But he played basically these starters. Embiid, who needs load management. Embiid, who couldn't do anything in the offseason because of plantar fasciitis, according to the source, Doc Rivers. So Doc knew that. He knew Joel was out of shape, apparently, or they made up an excuse on the fly. I don't know. But he came into this season playing Joel Embiid 37, 38, 39 minutes in these these meaningless November games, playing James Harden 40 minutes. Yeah, he had a good offseason, but he hasn't had a healthy season in a couple years, and you're hoping that that, you're hoping that James Harden can get back to what he used to be. So he comes into this season playing the starters 35, 6, 7 minutes. In the, in, the, in the first couple of games of the season. And then all of a sudden, the whole damn starting lineup is out with injuries right now. The first couple of games of the season, when you should be experimenting, when you should be you should be deep. You should be going deep, right? You should be playing guys like Taurian Prince over there in Minnesota. You should be playing guys like, I forget the dude's name already, that put up 13 on us on Saturday. You should be playing guys like that in the beginning of a season. But he went with eight, nine-man rotation and played the starters damn near 40 minutes a night, and now the whole damn starting lineup is out. What's up, random gamer? P- point per game, our bench is the worst in the league. It's This is what's crazy about stuff like this, bro. At what point is it the organization? How many years have we sat here and had the worst bench in the league? How many years? I want to know. Every single season I watch this team in the past five, six, seven, eight years, they have the worst bench in the league. Then we have an offseason where we sign all these guys and it's supposed to be, oh, we finally have depth and we still have the worst bench in the league. How is that possible? I need to know. Anyway, so Ben Simmons is off the hook because every all of our starters are injured. So he gets to come in here and play against the Shanghai Sharks and, you know, do whatever. Now he... he Ben had a 22-8-5 game last night. Um, so Brooklyn Nets fans are going absolutely ape shit today on the internet. I mean, you would have swore this dude dropped a 69-point quadruple double and hit a game-winning fadeaway three-point shot. It is absolutely unbelievable. I think Ben Simmons might be the first player in the history of the NBA to be celebrated for scoring 22 points. And I saw a couple of clips, and I will say he was more aggressive, which is what we always begged of him. This is what this is what Nets fans need to understand. You're just lying to yourselves. They're coming at me saying crazy ass things. That things that when you say them expose you. If you say to me, look, Ben dropped 22, 8, and 5. See, all you haters, all you haters, I told you, I told you, you told me what? Bro, Ben did that for us. 
The problem is he only did it three times a season. You think magically now he just flipped a switch and he's going to be aggressive every single night for the Brooklyn Nets? You just witnessed over the course of the first couple of games that he played what we witnessed the whole time he was here. He would have five games where he gave you hardly any effort at all. And then everybody would get on him. The whole, all the, the entire fan base, the media, the whole NBA, Stephen A. Smith, Shaq, everybody would get on his ass and he would come out and drop 42 against Rudy Gobert. It's almost like he, he doesn't give a shit until he's like, all right, fine. Fine, guys, I'll try. Fine. Fine, I guess I'll try. And it's like he comes out and does that in one game, and then he's like, all right, is everybody happy now? Now can I go back to scoring two points and just setting screens? It's very weird. Weirdest player I've ever seen in the NBA. Ever in my entire life watching basketball, he's the weirdest player I've ever seen. But Nets fans, you're out of your damn minds if you think what happened last night is something new and Ben just flipped the switch, and now all of a sudden he's going to become what he was supposed to be. I'm sorry to tell you, we went through it for five years. We did this up and down so many times through so many seasons. It never changes. But I'm going to let you have your moment. And I'm just going to sit back and watch the fire burn. <laughs> so tomorrow he gets to play against nobody. And uh, he'll probably go hard. He also used to do that, remember. Against length and athleticism, he wouldn't go hard. I remember a content creator in Toronto who was covering the, the, the Raptors and the Sixers, and he was showing clips of Ben against smaller defenders on bad teams, the Cavs when they were down bad, on and on and on, and then he'd show Ben against uh, you know Pascal Siakam or somebody else, and he just shies away. He shies away. He shies away. So. Tomorrow night, against nobody, Ben is 100% going to be aggressive. He's going to want to score in front of all the Philly fans to say, y'all were just some haters, blah, blah, blah. It ain't going to matter. So he's going to drop 30 tomorrow on a bunch of wide-open dunks because George Niang can't guard Ben Simmons. When he tries, when he's aggressive, he's 6'10", 240, He's gonna he if he wants to tomorrow night, he will do that. And then it's just gonna be a barrage of fucking stampede of maniacs on Twitter, on Facebook, in my YouTube comments, everywhere else you can reach me. It's going to be a what's the word I just used? A stampede of maniacs. It's funny too that the fanboys completely disappeared. For a long time. Until he dropped 22 last night. They didn't say a word for a year and a half. And all of a sudden, I got accounts tweeting me titled Ben Simmons Fan 21643. What? Did y'all really just pop up this morning and make new accounts to troll me? Because Ben dropped 22 points. Do you realize Tyrese Maxey had 24 points at halftime the other night before he twisted his foot? 24 and 5. Where's the national media kissing his ass? Where's Stephen A. Smith and Shaq and everybody else jumping and screaming about Tyrese Maxey dropping 24 and a half? Nowhere. Because he doesn't ask for it. He doesn't live off of this baby. Please cradle me, cuddle me, coddle me. Oh, Ben drops 22 and everybody. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Anyway. uh, Ben said he knows what to expect coming back to Philly. And he had that little that little interview. Then, uh, you know, broadcaster asked him and um, he made a face and he was like, in Philly? I know what to expect. Ha, ha, ha. Those big mean bullies, the, the 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 team that I sued because it was a toxic work environment because those fans were so 
detrimental to my mental health? I love how he talks now like none of that happened. You know what I mean? He talks now like none of that ha- like like you know, he just he's he's laughing like none of that happened. It's not all fun and games, Ben. This this city hates you. Your own country of Australia hates you. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, at least to be able to, it'll be interesting to hear the booze tomorrow night, but, you know, the Sixers got nobody playing, bro. Nobody. All right, so I'm just going to throw this out there in the chat and let you guys tell me. Um... (laughs) <laughs> no cap Niang wait. <laughs> Niang uh yeah that's just it. that's just who he is man it is what it is um so with the Sixers being so depleted currently without Tyrese Maxey for the next 3 weeks uh without James Harden for another I don't know I think week or two without Joel Embiid for a couple games can you really rely on, you know, Shake Milton and, and, and DeAnthony Melton to, to be like NBA level scorers to try to hang with some of these teams? Uh so I ask you, should the Philadelphia 76ers look at some free agents? Um, and the one that came to mind, the one that people are bringing up, and the one that I thought I would discuss with you is Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker uh, was at was in Detroit to start the season. Part of a trade? Was he part of a trade? I don't even know. Kemba Walker was in Detroit to start the season. They waived him. It cost them $9 million. Kemba Walker has made $200 million in the NBA. <laughs> Kemba Walker has made $200 million in the NBA. Shout out to him, man. Get your bag. Um, And he dropped 60, a career high, against none other than the dog, Jimmy Butler, who was at the time playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. I feel like a lot of players have career highs against the 76ers. But anyway, Kemba has a, a career high of 60 points um, against the 76ers. Should we consider signing Kemba Walker? Exactly, Glitch. I was just going to say this. We all know the only thing Kemba Walker is going to give you is scoring. And it's going to be entirely hit or miss. Uh, which begs the question, does Kemba Walker even give you more than DeAnthony Melton gives you right now? Um, I don't know if, you know, his career kind of went downhill when he what he, what he signed with Boston or got traded there. And then the Knicks were really the end of it. Uh, it might have been Tom Thibodeau not playing him, but... Um, I remember him being a starter to start the season for the Knicks maybe two years ago, and they benched him halfway through the season. Um, Yeah, so he's going to give you scoring. He's not going to give you any defense. But we have a roster spot open. That's with our team healthy. We have a roster spot open. With all these injuries, you can get Kemba Walker, who has made... who has made $200 million in the NBA on possibly veterans minimum. And you can add some scoring to the lineup uh, before Maxi comes back. Does that matter? Probably not. Let's be serious. I guess like in these two or three weeks, you want to win. I mean, you always want to win as many games as possible, but without with all these injuries and being without Harden and Maxi, 
you want to squeak away some wins. And I guess adding a Kemba Walker could help you squeak away some wins until Harden comes back. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it can't hurt. I guess that's why I'm going to say yes to it. It can't hurt. If you're signing for a vet minimum, playing him until these guys come back and 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 you're not obligated to, you can just wave him, whatever it is, then sure, why not? Um, Who else you guys throw out there? Somebody said Derek Rose is available. Is that true? Superhero, I want to see what we have because we're not really going to be able to squeak some wins. You want to see what we have. What does that mean? All right, let's look it up, man. Available NBA free agents 2022. Let's check them out. Hoopswired.com 2022 NBA free agents list. Okay. You got LaMarcus Aldridge, Marcus Bolden, Willie Colley-Stein. We signed him last year, didn't we? Yeah, that didn't work out. DeMarcus Cousins, who is only 32 years old. I'm surprised he's not on an NBA team right now. That's odd to me. Wasn't he backing up Giannis uh, in uh, Milwaukee last time I saw him? Ed Davis, Taco Fall. That's unfortunate at 26 years old. I remember how overhyped he was because he's 12 feet tall. Um, Derek Favors, that's an interesting one. He was a big time, he was a high draft pick and he was pretty good for a couple years. So, so far, and there goes my camera because I don't know why wouldn't that happen right now. So far, I'm seeing a bunch of viable backup centers. Um, Which is weird because we don't have any backup centers. Now, somebody left a comment today and said, I want to see us sign a backup center with more height. With more height. And I said, you mean like Charles Bassey? <laughs> Who we released? The backup center thing doesn't make any sense. Straight up doesn't make any sense. Uh, Doc released... Doc didn't release him, but, you know, Daryl re- released or was talked into releasing or whatever, Charles Bassey. And now we're in a position where we're, you know, we got a six, seven and a six foot nine backup center. Um, So I, I just, it wouldn't make sense to me if the Sixers release Charles Bassey and then go sign Derek Favors or DeMarcus Cousins. Like you put yourself in this situation. You had the backup center right there in front of you. You had him right there in front of you. You put yourself in a situation. You created a problem that you didn't have. Now they're like, oh, one of our problems is we don't have a backup center. You made that issue. Makes no sense. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, Enos Freedom, no thanks. Dwight Howard is playing overseas right now. He's 37 years old. He still looks like he's in great shape. Um... We're not looking for we're not looking for a backup center. Myers Leonard is out there. There's a lot of there's a lot of big guys. Greg Monroe is only 32 years old. What? I feel like I'm on the center list. <laughs> I am on the center list. All right, let's continue. Uh power forwards. Carmelo Anthony, 38 years old. Can still get buckets. I just saw another video of Carmelo Anthony working out. Can absolutely still get buckets. There's no... I, I know his age is a thing, but... You know, the the signing with the Lakers and that team being... All of them being basically 47,000 years old didn't make any sense. But I think Carmelo Anthony could still play in the NBA. Uh, Trevor Ariza, Jordan Bell... Marcus Bingham Jr. Don't know who that is. Nabancha Bilak Bilika. Butchered that name. Uh, bro, just give me the notable ones. You didn't have to list Benny Boatwright and Bruno Cab- Caboloco. 
All right, let me just cruise through and see if any of these catch my eye. Jabari Parker's only 27 years old. Wow. High draft pick. I think he was number two after Andrew Wiggins and right before Joel Embiid. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'm pretty sure the Joel Embiid draft went Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, Joel Embiid. And Jabari Parker's 27 years old and is not even on an NBA team right now. That's wild. Uh, okay, let's move on to small forwards. Justin Anderson. Trevor Ariza still there. I, I'd sign Trevor Ariza. Sure, why not? Should have signed him in the offseason. Leangelo Ball. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, I'm not, okay, not interested in any of the small forwards. Um, couple more small forwards. Kent Bazemore. Don't know why he's not on an NBA team. I like Kent Bazemore. DeAndre Bembry. Um, James Ennis still out there. James Ennis from the Brett Brown graveyard. James Ennis was given the Sixers 11 points per game off the bench and Brett Brown said no thanks. And now he's a free agent at 32 years old. Uh, Solomon Hill, I think he played for the Sixers too, man. Stanley Johnson's still out there. Damn, he was a draft bust, wasn't he? I remember Stanley Johnson being hyped coming out of, I believe, the University of Arizona. The school that bred, if you will, Andre Iguodala. And he was 6'7", 240, big body, high jump guy, very athletic, just not very good at playing basketball. And he was a decently high draft pick. Uh, and yeah, just never amounted to anything. That's unfortunate for Stanley Johnson to be a free agent at 26 years old. Wow. That's kind of sad. Probably dreamed of being an NBA star. And now he's not even on a squad at 26. Uh, shooting guards. Tyshawn Alexander. Don't know who that is. Yes or no in the chat to Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, only 32 years old. Used to be a lockdown defender. Off the top of my head, I think the last team he played for was the Lakers, which again was just a weird team full of 40-year-olds that were not good. Avery Bradley, if he's still in shape, I don't know, maybe he's 32 and washed, but, you know, Avery Bradley used to be a, a, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA and a lockdown perimeter defender. Veteran minimum? You got chat says no to Avery Bradley. Okay. That sucks. I like Avery Bradley. Uh... Charlie Brown Jr. <laughs> All right. Let me see if any other names stand out here as far as shooting guards. Um, no. Tyler Johnson? <laughs> we signed him last year, man. Take that, Tyler Johnson. That's what we need to do. We got to sign Tyler Johnson today before tomorrow's game so we can put him out there and get dunked on by Ben Simmons one more time in his life. Just for Tyler Johnson. Uh, Mason Jones, Jeremy Lamb. Somebody in the comments today said Jeremy Lamb. I don't know why he's always been overhyped like hell. And he's 30 years old now, so I, I wouldn't bank on that. Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore had a couple good seasons in uh, Sacramento. Um, I remember him being a high draft pick, too. Unfortunate that he's a free agent at 29, but uh, Ben McLemore had a couple good seasons in Sacramento. As an athlete, he's a mid-range bucket. He could score a little bit. Yes or no in the chat to Ben McLemore. Tony Roten. <laughs> Tony Roten was uh, 
a horrendous three-point shooter. He was just on a bad team, and he was athletic enough, and he would put his head down and go straight to the rim the entire game. Tony Roten was not nice. Uh, Raisin says, yes to Ben McLemore. Why not? Midas says, get Ish Smith. I love Ish Smith, but, you know, what does that really do for you? He's not a scorer. He's a facilitator. Can run a pick and roll with Joel Embiid and things like that, but I don't know. I like Ish Smith, man. That's <laughs> Tony Roten was not nice, man. <laughs> KJ McDan- Bring KJ McDaniels back. Bring MCW back. <laughs> oh, man. The only highlight Tony Roten had was that no-look alley-oop to KJ McDaniels who caught it over top of somebody. The highlight of the process era. The highlight of the 10-72 and 72 season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, that was that was shooting guards. Here, there's still more shooting guards. Oh, here's a name, guys. Nick Stauskas. <laughs> Sauce Castillo. I still don't know where he got that stupid name. Nick Stauskas is a free agent at 29 years old. The ninth overall pick in the 2013 NBA draft. I forget, but we. Gave, I forget how this went down, man. The Kings took an expiring contract for us, and in return, they gave us Nick Stauskas and two pick swaps. And the picks swapped both times. When I think of Nick Stauskas, I just think of all of the assets that Sam Hinkie stacked and how every GM after him just blew them away. Stacked assets. The only one we have is Joel Embiid. All the draft picks are gone. All the cap space is gone. Anyway, sorry to make you depressed right there. Uh, Denzel Valentine. Yuck. No thanks. Lou Williams at 36 years old. I don't even think he wants to play in the NBA anymore, but... um. Yeah. All right, here you go, point guards. I guess this is this is the uh most likely list. Cause this is the position that you need really bad right now with Maxi being out two to three weeks with James Harden still being out. Uh Shake Milton shooting the ball like Markel Fultz. Um here's a list of free agent point guards in the NBA right now. DJ Augustine, thirty five years old. Uh, used to be a really good role player, man. If he could still ball for vet minimum, I think the end of his career was the Orlando Magic, I think. I might be down for DJ Augustine just to see what he's got left on a vet minimum. I don't know. Uh, Eric Bledsoe at 33. You know, the gun show, but could never really shoot the ball. <laughs> Looked like he curled 100-pound dumbbells, but could never really shoot. I'll tell you guys, tell you who it is, tell you who the signing is that the Sixers need to make. The one, the only, Walmart Allen Iverson, Trey Burke. Trey Burke is a free agent at just 29 years old. Don't forget, Trey Burke was on the floor when Ben Simmons scored 34 points against the Cleveland Cavaliers in just three quarters, got treated like a superstar by Brett Brown, and they sat him down in the fourth like he was Kevin Durant in his prime. And in that game, Trey Burke had 28 points and 11 assists. And in that game, Trey Burke hit Ben Simmons on a skip pass a wide open three. So Trey Burke is literally one of the only people on the planet that could get Ben Simmons to shoot a three-pointer. There's a level of magic inside of Trey Burke that people don't realize. 
He got Ben Simmons to shoot a three in a basketball game. Trey Burke has the stuff. I say we signed Trey Burke. Um, Jared Butler, Michael Carter Williams is a free agent at 31 years old. Yeah, Trey Burke went went you know after Brett Brown just hated him for no reason and released him. I thought because he was uh, just preferred fair skinned players like Howell Neto and Furkan Korkmaz. Uh, <laughs> it cut the two black guys that were that were better. Anyway, he is from Boston. He is from Boston. You know how they get down in Boston with the pitchforks. Anyway. Let me not go crazy on YouTube right now. Uh, yeah, Trey Burke went um, to Dallas and actually was part of a couple of playoff runs next to Luka Doncic and played pretty well off the bench. So I like Trey Burke. MCW can't shoot, so that gives you nothing. Rookie of the year, MCW. <laughs> nah, we out. We out on. We out on. We out on 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 MCW man. Uh, Mario Chalmers, Chris Chioza. Wait a minute. It may just be against the Seventy Sixers because nobody's and no name players always come off the bench and light up the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, but Chris Chioza. Played for the Charlotte Hornets and had a couple of really good games off the bench against the Sixers that I remember specifically. And one time Ben Simmons had him in the post and kicked it out. Wouldn't shoot over him. Chris Chioza. He's only 27 years old. Now, Doc would never play him because he never heard of him and he's under 40. But I would give Chris Chioza a shot. On this depleted roster. Uh, Sharif Cooper. Why is Sharif Cooper a free agent? Is that not the player that the Houston Rockets drafted like two years ago? That was supposed to be a up-and-coming... What the hell happened to Sharif Cooper? Why is Sharif Cooper a free agent? Cooper was drafted in the second round of the 2021 NBA draft. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Anyway, Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn is only 28 years old. I remember him when he was drafted out of uh, UConn. Um, he was supposed to be the next point guard. He was supposed to be the next... The next two-way point guard, you know, he was supposed to be the next Gary Payton, and man, he was a bust. Um, Chris Dunn, twenty-eight years old. Carson Edwards, who the Celtics traded picks with the Sixers to draft over Matisse Thybul, and then for like Matisse's rookie year, we thought we won that trade by a mile, but then he looked unplayable in the playoffs, and now we don't know if he's good or not because Doc plays him 40 minutes one game and zero for the next month. We'll never know. Sharif Cooper's dating Ash Cash. He's still getting W's. Hey, <laughs> I don't know who Ash Cash is, but uh, shout out to shout out to him. Um, and I don't think I want to know who Ash Cash is either. All right, what uh, who else stands out on this list? Brandon Knight, 31 years old. Uh Alfred Payton. Let's bring back Alfred Payton, guys. I don't know if I don't know if people even know this. I won a gift card at the Xfinity Live Center long time ago because the DJ was doing trivia and I knew every answer cuz I'm a psycho when it comes to this team. You guys know that. And the, the 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 trivia question was, what player was traded for the rights to Dario Saric? And I raised my hand. And I said, he said, you know that? I said, bro, it was Alfred Payton. And I'll even tell you the team, the Orlando Magic. 
So he never played in Philly, but we traded him for Dario Saric, who then stayed overseas for what felt like 10 years, and he's never coming over. And then he came over, and we thought he was a superstar, and it turns out he's just a decent role player. He's basically George Niang uh, from Turkey. Alfred Payton was solid in the NBA, though, for a couple of different teams. Um, Rajon Rondo at 36 years old? No. No, 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 no. Do you know how many minutes per game Doc Rivers would play Rajon Rondo at 36 years old right now? No. No, 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 no. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, five foot nine. Isaiah Thomas at thirty three years old. Cassius Winston, Kemba Walker, at thirty two years old. I think probably just because he's had such high scoring games in the NBA. I mean, I'm I'm just saying that's the only real reason that Kemba's Walker's Kemba Walker's name stands out more than more than anybody else. Um but like, you know, take away that one or two seasons in Charlotte on a bad team, a high volume shooter. Take away that one sixty point game. And does Kemba Walker really stand out any more than anyone else on this list? I actually think there's better options on this list than Kemba Walker. Now that I looked at the whole list, and I'm telling you who I'll take over Kemba Walker. Well, you need scoring, though. That's why it's Kemba Walker. That's really why. A lot of these guys are good facilitators, but do they have the ability to score like Kemba Walker could possibly have the ability to still do sometimes? I guess Kemba Walker wins as far as the free agent point guards. I'll take Trey Burke right now over Kemba Walker. I'll take... uh, I'll take... I think that's it, really. I just like Trey Burke. That's just a bias for me. Kyle Craig, what's up, man? Yeah, I said Mello when I was going over the uh, small forwards. Uh, he's still available. He could still get buckets, but you know, I think the Sixers' main focus right now, not just for the injuries that they have currently, but you know, for the rest of the season, you'd probably be looking at a backup point guard in general. I think, unless Shake Milton, you know, is going to get the keys from Doc Rivers and and get the playing time. I don't know. He drops a 27-point game. That might have Doc feeling some kind of way. That might have Doc feeling like, oh, look, I got, I just developed Shake Milton again. I just brought back the guy who dropped 40 on me when I was in L.A. So, I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's impossible to predict uh, Doc Rivers. But, yeah, I I think definitely Kemba Walker stands out on that list because of Brett Deutsch, volume guy who gets us through the injuries. Kemba is kind of like a lottery ticket. Yeah, you need somebody to shoot the ball, right? Uh, so there you go. There you have it. My answer is yes. Um, what you guys think, man? What you guys think? Shake can't blow by defenders. He doesn't really blow by defenders, but he kind of like, he has an interesting game, man. He has a slow, fast, like sneaky, quick old man game. Shake Milton does. Doesn't really get off the floor. Uh, but he kind of sneaks in the lane and, and, you know, hits those, barely gets a floater up over the rim. <laughs> That's how I feel about Shake Milton, but, you know, I just look, bro. I'm ready for a shakeup. If I gotta be, if I gotta be totally honest with you with this basketball team, I'm ready for a shakeup. You know what I mean? I'm ready for a real shakeup, man. I was watching like Ben's rookie highlights and just comparing them to what he looks like now, and I saw 
Furkan Korkmaz in these highlights. And I was like, bro, we've had these players for like 30 years now, it feels like. Tomorrow's game is going to be embarrassing. Not embarrassing because we're not playing anybody, but yeah, if you're relying on Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz, and you know the Nets got Kyrie back, Durant's been going ham. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, man. This team has so far this season frustrated the hell out of me. I'm tired of the coach. I'm tired of the bench. I'm tired of the injuries. Josh Jackson, small forward. I don't know if he gives you anything, man. All right, hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate you. Appreciate you hanging out with me. I was, uh, I'm was i going to be totally honest with you. I was just incredibly bored. Had some things I wanted to get off my chest and ran about. Uh, I don't think the Sixers are going to sign anybody. I think they're going to try to get through this period of injuries uh, with the roster they have right now. Um. This team ain't going anywhere until that stubborn old dinosaur is gone. So at the end of the day, none of this matters. None of this matters. None of this matters. We're all just talking about it because we have nothing else to talk about. And we're crazy people. But realistically, none of this matters. The Sixers need Maxi to come back healthy and continue what he was doing in that first half. James Harden maybe comes back and and they have chemistry. Uh, if your bench is maybe Shake Milton can bring the bench alive with you know getting the reps that he's going to get through these injuries. So maybe when we're healthy again, you know Shake Milton kind of ignites the bench a little bit. But I, there's there's a couple of issues with the Philadelphia 76ers that I don't know how you fix, and that is the worst transition defense in the league and the worst rebounding team in the league. They are statistically one of the shortest teams in the NBA and one of the slowest teams in the NBA and one of the largest by body mass. That was a stat given to us by Sean Bernard. So they are literally... One of the fattest, slowest, shortest teams in the NBA. I don't know. <laughs> Daryl Morey just tweeted. And he said, Korkmaz is back. With a picture of, of Furkan Korkmaz shooting a jumper. And this this annoys me. This annoys me because Daryl Morey built this roster. And then he goes on Twitter making jokes about it. Daryl Morey tweeted, Furcon's back. He's on Twitter making jokes about how down bad his basketball team is. And so I replied, it said, build a better roster. This is not funny. And then I replied again. And I said, you let Glenn get rid of a fantastic young backup center and a shooter because you're too soft to stand up to him. Grow a pair, Daryl. Grow a pair. And then uh, somebody replied to me and said, get a life loser. Striving to be all I can be, four for four, Philly all day. Uh, He's following 3,000 people and he only has 300 followers. I'm going to guess because his tweets are that shitty. As shitty as the one that I just read. Anyway, man. Y'all be cool. I'm going to go watch some NBA games, I think, and hang out. I'll be on Twitter throwing things out there if you want to continue the conversations and uh, cure your boredom with, uh, you know, whatever you want to talk about, man. So thanks for tuning in. Again, 
these episodes are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and other every other podcast platform out there. So go get them in crispy mastered audio so you can listen to me yell about the Sixers while you uh, mow the grass or while you're working or whatever else. And go to Apple Podcasts on your phone right now and leave me a review. Quit testing me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Yes, 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 yes.